This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. This time every Thursday, we take a look at... uh, Matters that affect our daily lives in terms of uh, the law here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Well, perhaps not every day, because today we're going to be talking about bail, which I guess uh, only comes up if you've been arrested. We're going to talk a little bit more about that today with Caitlin Cotter. Caitlin Morena, great to have you with us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So let's let's dive straight into this issue. Um, when does bail become an issue for people? Um, so if you're arrested and charged with an offence by the police... Um, you must be granted bail by the court or the police in order to be released from custody on the condition that you will appear in court when next required. Um, So you have the right under the Bill of Rights Act to be released on bail on reasonable terms and conditions unless there's a good reason for continuing to hold you. Um, However, this right or presumption of bail is only available to those who are charged with offences that are not punishable by imprisonment or the maximum period for imprisonment is less than three years. All right, Kate, and so are there any exceptions to that? Um, There are a few to this general rule. So if one of those offences that is less than three years imprisonment is an assault on a child, it is an assault by a male on a female, or an assault in a family relationship, this presumption of bail is overridden. Um, Additionally, if the defendant has been convicted of an imprisonable offence and this new charge is for that same offence, they're not bailable as of right. Okay, so there is, we should know with a quick chat with our lawyer or whoever's representing us what the prospects are for for bail, but that seems pretty clear in terms of how you've outlined it. Um, So, for example, what are some of the more um, frequently seen offences that give us the presumptive right to bail? Um, so offences such as uh, careless driving, not causing injury, um, first and second drink driving convictions, um, disorderly behaviour, low level theft, common assault, but obviously not the ones that I talked about before, um, basic graffiti, graffiti or um, willful van- damage, um, to name a few. Um, these are just the ones that you know you will get the presumptive right. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about um, those defendants who find that they don't face that presumptive right of bail. Um, So defendants with uh, previous convictions for specified offences and then they're charged with further specified offences will not be um, granted bail so they don't have the presumptive right. Um, So these specified offences include murder, manslaughter, wounding, injuring with intent, uh, criminal crime, committing a crime with a firearm, aggravated robbery and burglary. Um, And then Section 12 um, provides further restriction um, on bail in these cases. Um, so if, if a defendant is charged with an offence that carries a maximum sentence of three years or more imprisonment and was on bail at, or awaiting trial for another offence and they've committed this offence, um, they, um, well, they don't have the presumptive right at bail, or they're charged with an offence that carries a maximum sentence of three or more years and they've received 14 or more sentences of imprisonment over their life um, and they have previously been convicted of an offence that was committed while they were at large or on bail, um, they do not have the presumptive right of bail. All right, it starts getting <laughs> a bit more complicated stuff, yeah. there, doesn't it? <laughs> now, um, just because there is a presumptive right doesn't mean that the police and the prosecution won't, won't oppose bail for various reasons. So let's talk a little bit about um, how the pros- prosecution approaches that opposition to bail. 
Um, so mainly with people that have the presumptive right to bail and there's no real issue there, um, police might not stand up and do an opposition to bail. But for those people that this right is overridden, um, the police will submit an opposition to bail um, and the opposition mainly concerns three main areas of risks. Um, so this is the defendant's um, risk of failing to appear at the next proceeding. Um, and so the prosecution can pull on their bail history and that kind of thing. Um, the risk that the defendant may interfere with witness or evidence. So this is a main concern for um, domestic violence cases where there's a real risk that the defendant, if released on bail, will pressure the victim to withdraw or refuse to give evidence at trial. Um, and the final factor is that the defendant may offend while on bail. So this allows the prosecution to draw on their criminal history and the environment the defendant will be released into. Um, police run checks on properties that defendants propose for their bail addresses and sometimes these addresses will cause concern because of the nature of the house and the occupants of the house. All right. So obviously not only the prosecution gets a chance to be heard on this, how does the defendant go about trying to satisfy a judge that they should be granted bail? Um, so the defendant or their lawyer, um, they can stand up and um, prove why they should be granted bail because um, of reasons like the offence isn't of grave seriousness, so they're not actually um, a concern to the community. And there's not a high amount of evidence for a conviction, so holding them in custody would be wrong if they're not actually going to get convicted. Um, and concerns like the character of the defendant and yeah, the length of time before the case is heard. So. Now, you raised uh, this issue before just briefly, uh, Caitlin, and that is um, potentially uh, the address to which someone is going to be bailed can be a bit of a sticky issue. Yeah, so um, one of the main concerns that I have is um, the fact that if a defendant's address isn't suitable, they won't be bailed to that address. Um, no matter whether they're a risk to the community or not, if they don't have an address to put down, um, it's kind of really hard for them to be released to it. So lots of people um, might not be, the addresses might not be approved by the police um, because of obviously the household not being pro-social. So, you know, the occupants in the house aren't also on the right track. Um, or the proposed address is too close to the victims. Um, this is a big concern for people who live in the same community. Um, so, or there are too many people in the house, so it's too much of a burden on all the occupants to have this person on bail who might not be able to leave or who might be on a curfew, you know. Um, so people are denied bail for these reasons until they can find a suitable address. Um, and if they don't have a long list of connections or, you know, households who might be happy to have them, then effectively they just stay in custody until they can find somewhere to go. Um, so, so we could see quite a lot of people held in custody for what? might not be particularly major offences, but there's a big difference between um, you know, being out and about in the community and adhering to any bail conditions and being you know, in jail, as it were, in prison, <laughs> awaiting yeah. trial, and for how long? Uh, exactly, to... yeah. A lot of people, like, they haven't been proved guilty, so they're still innocent um, until proven guilty, So, and they're just sitting in um, jail because they don't have anywhere to go, so, mm. yeah. Yeah, interesting one, that. Well, look, hopefully for, for most of our listeners, this is not going to be an issue for them. <laughs> But uh, but if it is, uh, clearly this is something you talk through uh, very carefully with uh, your 
representative, your, your, your solicitor. And, well, and, and thinking about that issue that you've just raised there, Caitlin, uh, that would be something to put efforts into if you are connected with friends and family that can find a, an alternative for you. I guess you'd want to get them onto that as quickly as possible. Otherwise, you might be spending a few extra nights in prison. Yes, <laughs> right up your list. <laughs> Indeed. Caitlin, uh, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here for Speak Legal. And uh, our thanks to Community Law Otago. Here's how you can find them. Community Law Otago, free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin. Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 474-1922 or 0800-169-333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago, training for life. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.